Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at the PW offices in New York City. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm also co-editor of PW Comics World, as well as the graphic novels review editor for Publishers Weekly and the editor-in-chief of The Beat at comicsbeat.com. Check us out on Twitter at at PW Comics World. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer, and I'd like to let you know that you can find us also on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And don't forget to check us out on facebook.com slash PW Comics World, and don't forget you can subscribe to More to Come on iTunes, and we're on uh, uh, as well as on the other social media platforms. This week on More to Come, um, DC's new lineup: A Force and Secret Wars. Spider-Man is back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Scribd adds comics and Marvel's mega print runs and January comic sales. So. Let's get right to it. DC's new lineup. All right. Well. They've gone from convergence to divergence. They have. And uh, this is a pretty, you know, there's been rumors that they were going to completely change things up after uh, Secret uh, Secret Wars. I got my my company-wide relaunch. But so much is happening right now. You know, this is really (laughs) like the 52 pickup for the big two and by extension the rest of the comics industry. Anyway, it's been rumored for a long time that DC is going to shake things up after their two-month moving to the West Coast convergence. Uh, event and sure enough they announced the new 24 uh, there will be 49 books published instead of 52 the totemic 52 although it hasn't been 52 uh, we've lost it for, for quite, a, quite a while <laughs> lost the great symbol yes a great symbol but uh, and uh, the the uh, let's see there'll be a, um, let's see 49 I don't actually have the lineup in front of me but uh, they basically announced a lot of new books with new creators. Gene Yang is writing Superman, for instance. Yes, um, yes. They brought back Batmite. They brought back Prez. No, they brought Batmite. back, uh, you know, Garth Ennis and John Mc, uh, uh, John McRae doing their, a I Section 8. I've Batmite since yeah, I was like 12 years old. Well, they, they even said, you <laughs> know... They used Batmite on the, car- on the cartoon, so I've never seen him in the comics. Yeah, and they kind of said in their, their statements about this that they were going for a uh, different... A different tone. And, you know, Dan DiDio has been hinting at this for quite a while. And the reality is that, guess what? There are new comics readers. Yes. And they are not so in love with Legion of Superheroes <laughs> as yes. old DC comics readers. And um, is anyone in love with Legion of Superheroes? Well, there, no. there are some people who are. Apparently so. There really are, you know. But, and, uh, but, they, but, but I mean, even as we mentioned, the, the, the creative teams are, I mean, it's a small change but it's a significant change yeah but uh you know david walker as well as uh gene yang and gene yang on superman yeah i mean uh well you know what they've got ming doyle on uh the relaunched constantine now entitled constantine the hellblazer in order to get both fans of the old (laughs) comic and fans of the new television show yeah they also announced a a new starfire book written by the very popular uh team of connor and palmiati who have really rewritten things with harley quinn this is all oh oh and midnighter midnighter is getting his own book uh i don't know whether to be happy (laughs) or unhappy given all the things that have been done with midnight right well 
better or worse. At least well, it's fun. a it's a try. It's you a know? try. It's, it's a try. It's a at least it's an attempt. And um, you know, Emanuela Lupacino is drawing the new Starfire book. Uh, Lee Bermejo is doing some yeah. kind of We Are Robin book. And, yeah, no, it's yeah, got an uh, awesome cover. Yeah, <laughs> um, but well, I, I have no idea what it's like. Yeah, I love Starfire is actually one of the characters who is officially up for reinvention, mm-hmm. along with Black Canary, Bizarro, and Cyborg. And frankly, if anyone is up for reinvention it is post new 52 starfire right yes exactly but i i, I mean this is a huge 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 shift yeah and, and i think it, you know the new 52 was three years ago it launched in 2011 and it was very very successful you know i mean yeah. we everything we wrote about all the books some of the books were good some of the some books were good. bad yeah. but uh, but as a marketing pretty campaign <laughs> it was the marketing it was really stellar and it, it was, seemed to kick off really this new round of growth and excitement in comics it did it Uh, it did pushed digital comics to the forefront um uh, and and they in turn seem to be sending people into comic stores absolutely so dc has certainly had a a really recent entry of really being an industry leader yeah exactly and and i think that i but however i think that they were kind of spinning their wheels and in a rut after the new 52 and just creatively and i mean there was we've sat here over the last three years so many times talking about you know this yeah. creator or that creator being you know walking off a book in anger over editorial changes yeah not to mention the fixation on 52 right 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 <laughs> but um you know the this new lineup uh just kind of like let's throw it against the uh let's just throw it against the wall and see what sticks yeah. and dc has very much resisted that they've had a house style um, and they've been very much married to the whole More idea. than usual, even. More than usual, yeah. And, and tied into continuity, and every book must connect to every other book. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Kate, you're probably our biggest DC reader. I mean, what were your, what were your well, thoughts? Well, um, I thought that definitely things tightened up and not always in a good way mm-hmm. after New 52. There were some very good books, um, but I will say they did tend to be around the fringes of the mm-hmm. DCU places where you know you didn't need to coordinate like three authors and then cancel one book because <laughs> like two authors disagreed on whether the plot should go um you know i mean loosening the reins a bit maybe allowing different styles maybe not having a nothing can be funny rule might help yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, well, I think didn't they even allow one of the characters to get married recently? And the, you know, there was that oh, whole. I thought that bat- was verboten. Well, there yeah, <laughs> it was. It was, but then, hmm. uh, you know, now it's not verboten. What can I say? Things change. <laughs> well, you that's know, the comic book world. Uh, yeah, it's one way I, until it's another way. Yeah. Well, DC is moving to the West Coast, as we've uh, mentioned many times. And this weekend, right after they announced this, uh, you know, they had a little retailer roadshow where they announced all this stuff talked about it and then they had a creator summit where they brought all their top creators uh, to uh to burbank and they sat them in a room and what happened then we don't know uh but uh everybody was tweeting very positive things so yeah. you know what that's great now marvel has their creator summits and and then mm-hmm. they sit later on and they're always like um you know well it was at the summit of you know, 2008, where Jonathan Hickman first came up with this idea of Secret Wars. You know, they're always like, like referring, referring to these, you know, idea. It's like their internal history. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you know, timelines. the last time DC had a creator event, they they took everyone to Charlotte, and the most famous story to come out of it was one of the uh, creators standing up and demanding that Dan DiDio stop making so many changes in front of publisher. Yeah, the uh, 
Diane probably why they don't have a lot of summits Well, anymore. there you go. But you know what? I, I, I think, you know, this is a world of management 101. And uh, management 101 says, well, listen first. You know, yeah. pretend to listen. Yes, so right. anyway, DC is listening or, you know, hopefully they're listening, not just pretending to listen. But you know what? I think they are. I, I think that this is a new world order and DC has woken up and smelled the coffee yeah. and they're going along with the way the comics are going, which is towards... Diversity. Yes. And money. Yeah. In this new age, uh, diversity and money are uh, finally becoming yes. synonymous. Yes. So it's a dream come true. Well, you know, Marvel tried to uh, tried to jump on uh, the Newsy bandwagon just a little bit. I think they were trying to maybe dislodge some of DC's ink or pixels. On last Friday, because they were they announced with great fanfare that they were going to make a forceful announcement on the View, mm-hmm. which is you know sound like some oh, right. kind of Star Wars <laughs> yes. thing. But of and, course, we knew it wasn't. But I mean, everybody played along, uh, with it. except for the ladies except on the View happen, right? who <laughs> failed to announce it, right? Because <laughs> there's so much going on at the View. Okay, you know, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell just announced she was my, oh, walking my off. And they had to bring back Rosie Perez, and I'm, oh, you know, who yeah. has, Martha Stewart had to explain Fringe. Who has time? To talk about Marvel about comic comics. books. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, you know, Marvel managed to get the news out anyway that they are launching a new book called A-Force, which is an Avengers book that has all female Avengers. Wow. Or, uh, so, and and some I'm of seeing them are She-Hulk great. standing here, like, yeah. representing on the cover. Uh, right. So. And it's like She-Hulk and, um, <laughs> like, all these... Uh, I don't, again, I don't have it yeah, right in front know. of me. But, but yeah, Medusa. And, I let's just say yeah. well, see, the thing Medusa. is that... I'm sold right new, there. There's this new character, the singularity that they're introducing or something? Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the first character based on a printing technique, but she <laughs> looks really cool. And, um, well, actually, and, and also, uh, Kel- um, G. Willow Wilson. Yes, she, she's and writing Marguerite it, right? And Bennett are yes. writing the book. So, so. Yes. Yeah, I, I will say the singularity may be a reference to the science fiction concept of... Um, by Rick when, Kurzweil, yeah. Uh, yeah, of, of when tech goes sentient. Yes. Yes. So that should Yeah, so that's something yeah, hint as to what... Does Ray Kurzweil Kurzweil get a credit? I wonder. Anyway, probably not. Uh, Anyway, uh, the Dazzler's in it. Uh, Let's see, who else is it? Well, they've they've got a lot of people on the cover. They're not entirely sure. They're being a little fuzzy Uh, on who will be the cast. Is there Ms. Marvel in there somewhere? Uh, Firestar, Hellcat, Spectrum. Anyway, we don't know. Look, these are great characters. (laughs) They've been used well or ill over the years, but why not put them in a book together? Hey, why not? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to stick everyone in quote unquote battle world, Anyway, like at this point, all bets are off. You might as well have any combination of characters you like. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, along with this, uh, Marvel has been rolling out some Secret Wars tie-ins pretty much every day. And uh, they are not quite as, um, let's just say, it's not quite as stark a change as um, the DC changes, let's yeah. say. Uh, like today is a Secret Wars announcement by um, some fellow or other. Anyway, you know what? They haven't been any real memorable ones, but they are bringing back some interesting characters. For instance, they're bringing back Shang-Chi. Well, uh, actually, they're they're reimagining the whole Master of Kung Fu concept book thing with Shang-Chi to make it less wildly racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's, a, there's a concept. So, you know, you can have a Kung Fu book with Asian characters that Asian people will actually want to read 
funny concept. Well, yes. Of course, the, the original <laughs> Master Kung Fu is near and dear to my heart. But, um, you know, it did contain Fu Manchu, who was not the most uh, enlightened stereotype. On <laughs> oh, it's... Uh, he, 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 could, he could use yeah. a new costume and a rename. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, the new book is that was announced today is uh, Spider-Verse, number one, with all sorts of spiders. It's by, written by Mike Costa. And let's see, who else do we have here? Uh... Let's see, Inferno, which is uh, let's uh, another uh, scantily clad women, some X Men in there. Um, who else do we have? Um, I'm looking at my yeah, Marvel. Well, the Marvel news. universe is getting away from me a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, there's so a I'm lot have of to stuff. Try and refocus. Yeah, well, oh, Deadpool. Uh, they're gonna have Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool's okay. secret and Secret Wars. Okay. And uh, of yes, uh, here we go. And let's see, what else? Well, anyway, there you go. It's rolling out. You know what? Nothing has knocked anybody on their ass so far. But it's secret. It's wars. Well, yes, but, you know, the funny thing Marvel. is, it may, because Marvel is not being as forthcoming as DC is at the moment, possibly because Secret Wars may be a little further out. Um, the fact of the matter is, because it involves several universes getting mooshed together, the potential for change in Secret Wars is actually possibly higher then in Convergence, we don't know. We'll see. Right. And, you know, listen, I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I think all this Secret War stuff is really targeted at bringing Miles Morales into the mainstream Marvel uh, Universe. Well, and, and possibly snagging yeah. a bunch of other interesting characters from other mm-hmm. yeah. floating universes out there. Sure. For, you know, you the know, convenience yeah. of but the it, writers. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it's still developing. I, I'd give that a developing. But speaking... Of interesting universe characters from ah, other universes. And, and convergence the big, of yes, universes. The convergence yeah. is that, like, this had been hinted in the Sony leak papers that there had been talks, but this week it was confirmed that Spider Man will appear in the Marvel Cinematic Spidey's Universe. Now, yeah. Now, when I first read that, I thought, wait, <laughs> did they somehow manage to buy him off Sony? But no. It actually is a rare example of working together. I know, shocking concept, even though yes. it's the plot of every first issue of a team-up book ever. <laughs> um, Mighty Marvel team-up. Yes. Mighty Marvel Sony team-up. <laughs> yes. Stop punching each other and work for great justice. I mean go. profits. I mean justice. Um, basically, the new Sony Spider-Man, whoever he is, will be be in some MCU movies as a major character. Is it more than one? No, or it, well, it's, it's, it's it's suspected. The suspicions are that he'll be introduced in Secret Wars. We know he'll be in at least one. Yes. But the implication mm-hmm. is that it'll be like that shared universe thing where they get cameos yeah. and all that good stuff. And so the concept is that, you know, people will see him in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe and then they will go watch the Spider-Man movie, and instead of them being competitors, they will suddenly be working together. Well, it, it has it potential to make a lot of money for yes. both companies. So. I, there's yes. no reason not Why to not? do it. Well, uh, you know what the best thing... Isn't ab- he supposed to be coming in the next Captain America? I thought they were going to put him in the well, next that's, Captain that's America Because film. what the next movie that's a, called Civil Wars is yeah. the Captain yeah. America yeah. Civil Wars. So there's yeah. and, and speculation. Spider- right, and Spider-Man, and Spider-Man had, had a major had, role. Had, yes, yeah. in the print version. Um, there, there's been a little few more little details, nuggets leaked over the last couple of days that uh, it won't be Andrew Garfield yes, we know that well, we know that and also that uh, Marvel wants this uh, Marvel slash Sony want this Spider-Man to be an angsty teen oh, so dear. we're going back to the Ditko hands here 
Uh, hey, <laughs> Calvin just made Marvel, Ditko hands. It's the Marvel Cinematic it Universe. It is. And, and I mean, if you imagine... You Slash know, Ditko Cinematic yeah. Universe. Well, I mean, Kirby it, Cinematic it Universe. It actually would, would have uh, more contrast than usual, given that now you have a full universe of adult heroes. Yes, absolutely. And so suddenly, now you're bringing in a teenage hero who's more obviously teenage by contrast. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think all the actors who are playing the Avengers are, you know, over 30, and, uh, and or at least yeah. in their late twenties. No, I didn't yeah, see the last Spider-Man. Was it good? Was it any oh, good? Oh, Calvin. I didn't see it. Sorry. Well, the most important thing for Spider-Man is getting him away from Avi Arad because every time Avi Arad, the former Marvel, uh, mm. the former Marvel uh, co-owner and longtime film producer, he got things going pretty well. But anytime he's made a Spider-Man movie, uh, it kind of sucked. Uh-huh. So, um, okay. you know, and, and uh, yeah, the Spider-Man 2 is just why, 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 why. And, and, and uh, Avi Arad is not mentioned in any of no. this publicity at all. He seems, so. Him and Andrew Garfield seem to be yeah, uh, off the corner, <laughs> but, you know, Andrew Garfield's dating Emma Stone, so don't cry for him, and uh, <laughs> who we met on Spider-Man. And, um, yes, one thing that was very common in my Twitter feed was, Please, Marvel, Sony, we beg of you, do not do another origin. We uh, do no, not need another no origin. origin. No, no more origin. No more origin. Like, if you need, no. if you need to, like have a flashback no longer than three minutes long. Yeah. Of like, yeah. there was a spider. It bit me. I have powers. Right. Moving on. Yes. Everybody knows the routine. <laughs> yes. So yes. There have yes. been. Yeah. I would agree. Two of that in almost a decade. Like you really yes. don't. And you know need they did one. that with the Hulk when they reintroduced the Hulk. Uh, they did skip the origin. Of course, it was uh, their least successful film. But um, uh, yeah, you know, and they don't. Uh, yeah, well, the, don't, the first one yeah. had an origin, and then they're like, we don't really need to do the that origin had again. In it. Green poodles. It was not well thought out <laughs> in that well, respect. No, no, that was no, no, no. anyway. So so yeah, but, you know, this this <laughs> just made the that. collective internet kind of go spooge, and um, and why not? So yeah. anyway, you know, and all right, there has been. Some fan speculation as to which Spider-Man it will be, mm, I especially see. I see. with Secret War. Mm-hmm. Will we be getting a different Spider-Man entirely? You mean oh. Miles, Miles Morales? Morales? Oh, that could be very interesting. Uh, well, interesting. Would they? Would they actually introduce? Um, well, yeah. they're doing it in Fantastic Four. They might. They might. So why would they? Might. They? I mean, now I'm torn. Said you know, Mister African American dude, <laughs> because you know I'm I'm like the crank the, the cranky old Marvel fan. That's like there's Peter Parker, it's Spider Man. End of story. On the other hand. I'm digging my Miles Morales, man. And, I like this. And, you know, it's not like Peter Parker didn't get movies. He's got I a know, lot of movies. He's got a lot of movies, I know. Oh, this is torn. I'm torn. I'm completely torn. Well, we have to move on to this. Well, you know what? Just to, but, assembling in but front just, of uh, <laughs> Just to quickly kind of uh, wrap up some of these other, like many threads have been released. Like uh, One of them, most unfortunate, is that Marvel is suddenly free pushed back the black panther and captain marvel movies and you know now there's this kind of gap a mystery gap and their movie release schedule don't know what it could be 
uh, mm. trying to figure that out. But, uh, you know, so people are like, oh, come on, you know, why, the Black Panther and Captain Marvel are the first African-American-led and female-led Marvel movies. So don't push them back, people. But, uh, well, but they're also pushing back Thor Ragnarok. Yes, they are. They just pushed, they just opened up a slot in their schedule for well, something. Sister releasing we don't like know. We don't know what it was. 50 movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, yeah. It, it may well be. I guess be. it's just like, you know, it's, monopoly money it's, to it's, them after It's entirely possible that uh, part of the deal with Sony was that they give Sony a slot in which they didn't compete with it yeah. for Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, well more to come on this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, more to come definitely. on this. And uh, but, you know, also, uh, for a long time, moving on, there's yeah. been uh, much talk, some of it here, about what will be the Netflix slash Spotify yes, of yep, comics. Yep. And uh, Scribd made a bid for that Scribd this week. Scribd made a big step uh, step forward in it. They announced um, uh, very recently, was it this week or last this week? This week. This week? On Monday. Morning. No, it was on Tuesday. Yes, yeah. actually it was on Which Tuesday. Was, I wrote the story. Uh, yesterday as we <laughs> And I wrote this. the story. So, oh, well. yeah. But uh, if you don't know, Scribd is an ebook subscription uh, model um, that has kind of been taking the book publishing and ebook publishing world by storm. Uh, you know, this isn't—I mean, subscription isn't that unusual, but it's become the, the all-you-can-read model for a um, you know a basic fee per month uh, has been ramping up like mad. Comics now are a big part of it. Scribd is going to add ten thousand. Uh, graphic novels and single issue comics. They they wouldn't give me a breakdown on complete graphic novels versus single issues, but there you have it. Uh, they've got um, a lot of very good publishers. Uh, they've got Marvel. They do not have uh, DC Comics. Very interesting. But uh, Dynamite's in there. IDW, Top Shelf. Uh, they're going to have some really good books. Uh, they are in the process of talking to even more comics publishers. Uh, as they told me when I when I talk with the um, the uh, 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 talk with them, usually the announcement of of one deal leads to right. many more. Yeah, right. Uh, well, and, me and too. I, me too. I, I I am really holding out for someone, any subscription service, any of them, to have a good chunk of DC backlist because you know I I grew up on DC. I love DC. It's true I have a Marvel Digital Unlimited account, but if there was a DC Digital Unlimited or even somebody else's service that had a good chunk of DC on it, I would be there immediately. Yeah, um well, that's a good point. I and mean, you mentioned Marvel Unlimited. I mean, there is some context obviously for uh digital comic subscription. Yeah. Uh Marvel Unlimited was about uh, 15,000 Back issues for yeah, nine ninety nine a, a month. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a good deal. It's Script is eight ninety nine yeah. a month. They have over a million titles now. They've got about ten thousand comics uh, for eight ninety nine. And you can Oyster. save them to your life l- l- library, so you can, you you can know, read you them could, on and offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is important. And well, which you Oyster can actually, is competitor. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a little more expensive. I think it's nine ninety five a month. Also, and it has a very anemic comic collection very, at very this small. moment, which may change at any time. Yes. and Oyster has another problem in that they're. Uh, recommendations engine is hilariously off. <laughs> like, um, for example, if you're reading a historical novel of, of a most PG-rated and fluffy variety set in the uh, Regency era of Britain, <laughs> what is recommended to you are a bunch of novels with unclothed ladies on the yes. front. Yes. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> well, connection, I don't see it. <laughs> I can only imagine where this would go with comics. Hello, uh, you read 
Tiny Titans. Would you like to to read Vampirella? <laughs> well, they are. I mean, that is a big part of both of these services, both Oyster and Scrib. Our book recommendations, yeah. book discovery, is a huge part of why these um, services are taken off. Publishers so, see them as the new way. As it could, and Oyster even has its own literary magazine now, strictly online, where mm. you can go. There are essays, there are reviews, there are there's well, lists. Well, if, if, if Recommendation Engine is a big part of their game, they really need to step up their game because it's hilariously bad. Yeah. It's, bec- it's become like a joke. Well, uh, you know, disco- digital discovery, like you guys are saying, is a pretty huge story moving forward. I mean, obviously, Amazon and Comixology are uh, probably going to install some kind of um, you know similar measure for for comicsology they have with all their other platforms but um yeah well i mean i think most of those services they use the purchase you know what mm-hmm. you purchased well, they, they basically could purchase there's mm-hmm. frank I, I wrote another story about this very briefly there's a there's some technologies out there that are actually scanning and trying to kind of create a fingerprint or a personality for a book mm-hmm. and use that as the in, the inherent qualities of the book to recommend mm-hmm. other books well Amazon actually, Amazon actually has a very sophisticated system that they refuse to talk about that really gives very, very good, even for completely obscure books, fairly good recommendations. Oh, yeah. Amazon. I mean, you know, we're talking gold standard. We're talking NSA level shit here, man. But Amazon basically (laughs) compares what you bought. Well, but no, not even among what what you bought. bought. Like when even if you're not signed on as you. You're just like mm. aghast, and you look at some random book, pretty much no matter how obscure. Um, their list of if you like this, you might like that is pretty good. Yeah, it's not based on necessarily always based on you. It's based on the item mm. and any number of factors. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, on Scrib uh, comics, well, there will be recommendations. Mm. Uh, they've broken them up into they've got twelve categories: superheroes, mystery, romance, etc. Uh, you can search by character series. Uh, Sounds they great. They have curated recommendations. Yeah, they have curated too. lists. They have collections, well, which, yeah, I have curated which I haven't collections. checked out yet. Team ups, funny women, manga, zombies. Because women are funny. Eisner, you know, Eisner Award winners. So, um, uh, and so this joins other kinds of sub- comic subscription services like Crunchyroll, where you can subscribe for uh, manga of varying types. And uh, obviously, I mentioned Marvel Unlimited. So more to come, yeah, on and also subscription. More to come. Um, what will the royalties be on this? Just as well, Spotify royalties, has had a lot of questions. Well, it'll be interesting because the royalty structure of comics and graphic novels is a little different. Uh, the The model for both Oyster and Scribd is that a, when a certain percentage of the book is read, uh, the publisher receives. A, uh, a a fee like a book sale, mm-hmm. and then royalties are based on that. Right. So this is one reason why uh, this thing has been uh, covering this particular sector of digital book world. Very recently, publishers were raving about it. They're saying they're making money um, from the, Scribd, from th- yeah, mm-hmm. from Scribd and from Oysters. Mm-hmm. They're they're the two. And believe me, Oysters going to make an announcement very yeah. soon. It, neither one of these services. Uh, announces anything without the other one right. matching them very shortly thereafter. Mm. So I would expect us to see Oyster make some announcement about comics and graphic novels very shortly. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's but publishers um, Simon and Schuster, uh, two I think three of the big three are have their titles in these 
uh, services, and they are praising them to the skies. Now, I've also heard both of these companies. Well, Script isn't a startup, but Oyster is. I've heard it said that they, but they were also they're all getting extra investor money. And a lot of what I've heard is that they're sort of operating at a loss now. But because they're, they've ramped up the number of titles they're offered and they're attracting readers, um, and they are going to hit a critical stage where they can renegotiate these deals with the publishers. So Interesting. we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, because, works everywhere else. Yeah, and, I mean, and we're it's talking. To yeah, I mean, sitting here talking about this just in you know in terms of reading comics, but uh, the economic implications of it are pretty pretty uh, enormous. But you know, just because digital comics are streaming a lot, that doesn't mean that yeah. print comics aren't selling. Yeah. And also, you know, they it they, they um, they've uh, many publishers said it's not cannibalizing print sales. Right. Right. Well, right. It, it helps that on Oyster, it seems like the very newest titles aren't there. It's yeah. the stuff that's maybe two years old or older. Yeah. So I can see how that might have something to do with the comic industry, which has a high turnover on what's on the right. shelves. Right, but right. there are frontless, and they are getting more and more frontless. I was astonished. I didn't think that they would ever offer frontless titles. Oyster and Scribd are both offering – Some of them? Well, graphic yes. novels, though, right? Uh, well, I'm talking about prose books right now. Okay. Um, but more and more publishers are giving them their, their front list or some of their front list. Some won't, but I think that's very interesting, and we'll have to see whether that yeah, carries but there over was, for comics. But wasn't Amazon offering some kind of all-you-can-eat service? That Amazon has work. one as well, and but people it's primarily about that. Self- well, it's primarily – well, writers were comparing about it because you know, the algorithm has affected their mm-hmm. sales of other books. Now, uh, Grandinetti actually was at the digital book world also. Um, he said that it wasn't cannibalizing sales, but it's primarily self-published books in it because big five yeah. publishers have nothing good to say about Amazon. Right. So right, they're not right. giving them their books. Right. <laughs> so they have a lot of small publishers and um, their own, you know, the stuff yeah. from Amazon publishing, of course. Uh, so there was a, a self-published authors were complaining. They were fearful that there was some evidence that the online, that the subscription was affecting their sales. Grant and Eddie says they're not. Uh, he also says that look, it's a new service. They're going to tweak the algorithm. It could change. All right. But uh, subscription is going to be a bigger and bigger factor in publishing going forward. Absolutely. But turning back to a more traditional publishing model, Marvel has had amazing sales on some books in print. Yeah. They had, well, we all know that Star Wars last month sold about a million copies yep. in January. And uh, that was something like 11% of the entire comics market. It was a pretty huge, huge amount. Um, Yeah. I think I better read that comic. Yeah, right? I I, I know. Yeah, it shipped something like, uh, but it also had about 200,000 copies of variant uh, covers and loot crate and stuff. Well, even so. Yeah, but still, that's a lot. Because the top sellers don't hit that number very often these days. But you know what? Like, okay, Star Wars number one was huge, but guess what? Then Darth Vader also had... 400,000 sales, and even Princess Leia had 200,000, as did Spider-Gwen, a brand new property that Marvel launched out of some of their Spider... Edge of Spider-Verse. Edgy Spider-Verse. So, you know what? Uh, These are very very strong sales, you know? And, I mean, we saw Rocket Raccoon sell really great last Mm -hmm. year, not just because of Loot Crate. I mean, the sales have stayed up. Uh, you know, the sales on Ms. Marvel, we know, are, are huge digitally. Yes. And, you know, we're looking, again, I mean, we started out talking about uh, divergence and diversity. But, uh, you know, the proof is in the sales. And, um, I mean, yes, yeah, Star Wars sold well. Well, that's a shock. <laughs> but uh, I think the success of Spider-Gwen is pretty notice- uh, notable. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's everywhere. And there was extremely high turnover on that. I mean, like, 
with this Edge of Spider-Verse thing. They put out the Gwen issue. It was supposed to be a one-shot. Fans jumped on it like that. Yeah. Yeah, but, and they did a good turnaround. But they also that, but there that wasn't even they were weren't even going to introduce Spider Gwen because there was this other character in there, the the Veil, I think. Mm-hmm. See, we don't even remember her day because Spider Gwen's so <laughs> catchy. But anyway, they're launching two books with female Spider Family people, and uh, you know the Veil was the one they planned to launch, but then everybody went wacky for Spider Gwen, so they're mm. doing that book too. You know, so who knew? And, uh, but, you know, I was talking about comics being popular. Uh, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but at the uh, ALA, comics also triumphed yes. uh, with the first ever honor uh, honor uh, notifications for both the Caldecott and the Newbery Award, which are yes. the two top awards in children's Seriously. books. Seriously. No, no, these are honor books. They right. didn't win, they the, would they not win, didn't the, win awards. the top, the top medal. Although no. some people have told me that last year's Caldecott winner actually was sort of a graphic, a hybrid graphic novel. What, what, what yeah, was the book? You know what? I, I don't remember. remember. Torsten. Yeah. Torsten should know. I we should have remember. Torsten yeah. on here sometime. Yeah, yeah, guess, yeah we should. You know? um, um, yeah, you know what? Oh, yes, uh, Torsten, we're calling you. Yes. But um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, d- uh, this one summer, yet yes, another award. Yes, yeah. Uh, was an honor book for uh, the Caldecott and um, first ever and graphic new- yes. novel. Yes. And uh, then uh, El Defo was a uh, honor book for the Newberry Award. Yes. And uh, that's never, that's yeah. unprecedented. The Newberry has... Th- this one summer was uh, for the first time, not only did it win the, Cal- uh, was it a Caldecott honor book? Mm-hmm. It, was, it won the Prince. It that's was a right. Prince honor book. Yes, it was a Prince honor book. And, Which, uh, you know, uh, uh, an American born Chinese, I think, won the Prince. Uh, prize a few years ago, which is the yes. best teen yes, book. Yes, yes, it won the actual it's prize. It's sort of yes. like the Newbery Award for teen teen books. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this is uh, the Newbery Award in particular has been very um, kind of hesitant to pick up the graphic novel banner, and uh, looks like things are changing. Yeah. And uh, you know, El Defo. We haven't talked about that book much, but it's it's really yeah, it's a delightful it's book. So it's wonderful. I mean, it's kind of the building's Roman, but. It's about a young deaf girl mm-hmm. and how she uh, gets through the world, and yeah. it's it's very insightful and wonderful. And um, I'm just thrilled to see it see it nominated. And of course, this one summer we've talked about that book. Well, it's constantly just a phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> Jillian, uh, uh, the cousins, uh, Tamaki, Jillian and and Marco, and it's just a terrific book. Mm-hmm. And obviously, just the, the the honors and the awards just keep piling up. Um, and, and, and as we said, and help Duffo. All right. So, uh, comics in the news at libraries. Yes. And now it is time for the briefs. Yes. Okay. So let's start off with something heartwarming. Some of you may remember that much as some people had denied it, uh, Bob Kane did not create Batman on his own. Writer Bill Finger was in on it too. Now, a memorial is being proposed to Bill Finger, specifically a bench in Poe Park <laughs> the in fin- the Bronx. The Finger Bench. I'm not sure that sounds too inviting. <laughs> yeah, but well, well, apparently this is not completely out of the blue because this project is being suggested by Mark Tyler Nobleman, the biographer of Bill Finger, who had found out in his researches that Bill Finger and Bob Kane would hang out in Poe Park in the Bronx when they would be brainstorming Batman issues. And so there you go. a bench in Poe Park with, yeah. a, with a plaque. Makes sense and it will only, would only cost $6,000. And so he's trying to raise interest and the money on his 
website, noblemania.blogspot.com. And if you want to check chip a few bucks toward a bench there for the ages to let everyone know that Batman was born here. Now's your chance. There you go. It's, okay. You're sort of giving the finger, you might say. Oh, oh, it's only been said. <laughs> anyway. All right. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> okay. So, speaking as we were earlier of digital comics and new models, Viz is jumping feet first into the digital explosion with a digital manga starter bundle program going on now through the end of this month where they have three different bundles of comics where for the price of one print manga you can buy um, five bundled first volumes of digital manga and they've got three different categories. They've got Shoju Beat, they've got Classic Shonen Jump, and they've got Shonen Sunday. And titles included in these bundles include Vampire Knight, Skip Beat, Naruto, Bleach, Death Note, Kikashi, and Case Closed. Okay. And Go get your manga. Yes. And get your manga bundle. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. Okay, no, I don't do a very good impersonation of <laughs> Steve Jobs, sadly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, as some of you may recall, um, we've had some really wonderful coverage of comics historians on our sh- show, and one who has come up frequently is Carol Tilly, and she is starting a readership archive going back through the historical documents of uh, comics fan clubs and their publicity and their membership roles, fan mail, fanzines, uh, just all the documentation we have of who was reading comics and synthesizing it into a big mass of data so that not only can we now look at who's reading comics now in the age of big data, but, you know, take all these rich archives because fans collect everything, man, and project that kind of data backwards and see who has been reading comics. Yeah. It's called the Comic Book Readership Archive, Cobra. Yes. Uh, it's a digital comics archive, and it's, uh, it's being launched by Carol Tilly and, and her colleague Catherine Labar, both professors at mm-hmm. the uh, University of Indiana. Yeah. All right. So I imagine there will be more to come on that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. totally. And, and, um, and we're going to add one more item to this list. Um, uh, Heidi had a great story. Uh, Heidi edited a great story mm-hmm. um, last this week. Well, Susanna Polo from the yes. Mary Sue uh, did an article on the Valkyries. I think we've talked about them a few times here, uh, which is an organization of female comic store clerks. And uh, Susanna did a great job of kind of putting together the Valkyrie bump, which uh, seems to be that, oddly enough, when you have a strongly... Uh, social network of 300 store clerks and you get them to promote your book it tends to sell pretty well works pretty well and yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. so and you know there's a pretty strong I mean sex criminals is definitely a Valkyrie favorite and uh, you know the book remains selling selling very well um, perhaps punching above its weight. I mean, it's a great book, but um, you know, definitely yeah, it's got, got the you support. Know, it's definitely got a lot of support a out there. Network. And Lumberjanes, of course. Yes, oh, yeah. Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes. But uh, anyway, this uh, story, uh, Suzanne has an awesome story that is up on uh, pw.com right now, uh, so you can, you can yep. read it there. The Valkyrie www.publishersweekly.com. Yes. yes. All right, and on that note, there will be more to come. 